0: Coming up on this mini episode of The Doctor's Pharmacy.
1: Where it gets sticky with the omega-3 supplements is when they start to do some of these randomized control trials around omega-3 supplements, I think a lot of times they don't necessarily take into account who's eating fish and who's not eating fish. And they throw the supplement on top of everything.
2: Hey everyone, it's Dr. Hyman here. Now, so many of my patients ask me how I manage to work multiple jobs, travel frequently, well, not so much anymore, and spend time with my family and still focus on my health. I know it can seem hard to eat well when you got a lot going on, but the trick is to never let yourself get into a food emergency and to stay stocked up with the right things to support your goals. So when I keep nourishing snacks and the right supplements to optimize my health at home and at my office, I know I'm helping myself make good choices in the future. Recently, I discovered Paleo Valley Beef Sticks. I keep these beef sticks at home and at the office so I know that whenever I'm in a food emergency, I have a healthy and delicious option to keep me on track. It's no secret that I have high standards when it comes to what I put in my body, and Paleo Valley Beef Sticks checks all the boxes. They're gluten-free, grain-free, dairy-free, soy-free, and non-GMO. Plus, they use 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef which not only adds to the flavorful taste, but it also means they're free of any harmful antibiotics or hormones that you'll find in most meat. With grass-fed beef, you'll get more nutrients than you would with beef fed with grains, things like higher levels of omega-3 fats that help reduce inflammation, and more B vitamins and other antioxidants to support your body's converting food into energy, and also more of the fat-soluble vitamins that are beneficial for a healthy heart. Plus, instead of being processed with chemicals and other questionable ingredients like similar snacks, these beef sticks are naturally fermented, so you get gut-friendly probiotics with every bite. How cool is that? Right now, Paleo Valley is offering my listeners 15% off your entire first order. Just go to paleovalley.com forward slash hymen to check out all their clean paleo products and take advantage of this deal. That's paleovalley.com forward slash hymen. I definitely recommend stocking up on the grass-fed beef sticks to keep in your house, in your car, and in your office. It's one of my favorite tricks to staying healthy while on the go. All right, now let's get back to this week's episode of The Doctor's Pharmacy.
0: Hi, I'm Kea Perroitt, one of the producers of The Doctor's Pharmacy podcast. Fish and seafood is one of the best dietary sources of protein around. It's also chock-full of nutrients like iodine, selenium, and vitamins D and B12. But the biggest health benefit of fish comes from omega-3 fatty acids. Omega-3s lower our risk of cancer, type 2 diabetes, autoimmune disease, depression, and inflammation. They are essential for the functioning of every single cell in our bodies. But many of us do not consume enough of them. And there is so much confusion about supplementing with fish oil as well as what the best types of fish to eat are. Earlier this year, Dr. Hyman sat down with Paul Greenberg to talk about these issues. Paul is the best-selling author of Four Fish, American Catch, and The Omega Principle.
1: What fish should we eat? What fish should we eat? All right. So I'm just to start, let's let's go to you know where we're already at because I always find it's hard to move consumers away from things that they're familiar with. I'm always good with wild sockeye salmon, wild Alaskan sockeye salmon, um, wild Alaska pink salmon. Um, I, I often say to people, what's one, you know, people ask, what's the one switch they could make that would be better for them and better for the environment? Number one change, swap in pink or sockeye canned salmon for your canned tuna. Yes. Because your canned tuna, as you probably know, right high very mercury. high in mercury, and the pink in the sockeye salmon's is going to be much lower. The pink in the sockeye is also going to be higher in omega 3 fatty acids. Yes. And, you know, maybe the first couple of times you try it, you might find it a little strong. There is the whole issue that when you, the way they, the, it's really funny. I don't, have you ever been to an Alaskan cannery before? I mean, literally what they do is they take this fish and they go bump, 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 you know, cut slices out of it and fit the slice literally right into the can and then goes into the cooker. And if you notice when you open up a can of salmon, they'll often be like the bone. remnant of the backbone, yeah. but that will actually, with a fork, will dissolve. dissolve. And it seems a li- you know, Americans are so squeamish. I mean, you live The in- bones
2: are a great source of calcium.
1: Exactly. So it used to be that farm salmon were primarily, you know, a, a vector for bringing omega three fatty acids into our bodies. Mm-hmm. But now that you have soy and all these other kinds of agricultural additives more to the feed sixes. you're going to have more omega 6s and as i think you've probably explored omega 6s and omega 3s actually compete for space on the same enzymes so that can then you know impact our ability to lengthen short chain omega 3 fatty acids from vegetable sources and it also possibly and again this is you know science that i think is very much on the edge i'd be happy to hear your opinion on the whole thing but there's some that say that omega 6 tends to lead us down the pathway of inflammation whereas omega-3s lead it's the balance
2: way. right we only we need both but yep. it's really the balance we used to have 20 to one i mean a four, four or five to one uh omega-3 to omega-6 and yep. now we have 20 to one up to 21 that's right to Omega six omega Threes in some people who to right. processed food.
1: Right. And as you were saying, you know, you would eat fish all the time in part because, right, it it's one way of locking in that good balance. Right. Mm-hmm. If you if you make yeah. if you made wild oily fish, you know, your primary protein, you'd probably have a pretty good balance. But if you start putting in farm salmon, if if that's your go-to fish, then your omega-3s are not getting the bang for your buck. You're, you're still getting quite a few omega, omega-3s. Like farm salmon has quite a lot of omega-3s in it. But they're also going to be carrying yeah. omega-6s to you as well.
2: So besides salmon, what should we eat?
1: Okay. So beyond salmon, um, I am a big fan of the anchovy. Yes. My um, wife hates them. I love them. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it's definitely a, a, a Mason-Dixon line in the kitchen. <laughs> um, but so, you know, when you consider that the world's largest fishery, the Peruvian anchoveta, of this huge fishery gets reduced and turned into salmon feed, right? And you consider that all of that is actually perfectly good human food. Yeah, it's the best. How can you- Low in mercury, full of omega-3 fats. Full of omega-3s. Yes, low in mercury. Because generally speaking, lower you are in the food chain, um, the lower your mercury. Um, I like them. I do this sauce at home. I call it toucan sauce. It doesn't involve a bird, um, but it's two cans: one can of anchovies one can of tomato sauce. I don't know about you, but I hate having open cans in the refrigerator. So what I do is I take the anchovy and I generally prefer to have anchovies that are packed in olive oil.
2: In a glass. Um,
1: Um, Glass would be great. Um, uh, And um, right, because you don't want to have, although the BPA thing, I think is, I think we're somewhat past that. I don't know. I mean, mean Meaning
2: we've taken it out of the cans or it's not a problem?
1: uh, More that we've taken it out of the cans. I don't know. I mean, I'm not up to speed on that. You may be more up to speed than me. Anyway, what I like to do is Anchovy packed in olive oil, drain the olive oil into your pot, yeah. uh, mince up some garlic, then take the anchovies out, mince up the anchovies. Once the garlic has just fried for a little bit, stir in the anchovies until they dissolve. They in, melt. And they just melt. And then you take your entire can of tomatoes. And you put that in. Now, like Marcella has on and all the Italian cooks will say, oh, two fillets of anchovies. Nah. The whole freaking can. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's a $1.50 at Trader Joe's. Yeah, yeah, And you've got this amazing sauce that my son, who doesn't like fish, will totally scarf down a two-can sauce.
2: Okay. Well, I hope my wife doesn't listen to this podcast. But I make this <laughs> incredible sauce. And it's supposed to have anchovies in it. It's like pasta puttanesca. Yeah. And... I'm not going to tell her next time. I'm just going to do that trick and see if she likes it. It can happen. It can happen. So let's talk about fish oil. Yes. Because you wrote a whole book about this. I did. The Omega (laughs) Principle. I did. And as a doctor, I think that um, omega-3 deficiency is a huge contributor to all sorts of problems my patients have. And over the years, I've tested thousands, tens of thousands of people for their levels of essential fatty acids, including omega-3 fats. And I found significant deficiencies among across a wide range of populations, especially vegans. I mean, yes. they're like zero.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And yes. that
2: affects mood, brain development, nerve function, regulates inflammation, heart health, brain health, dementia, depression, cancer. I mean, and yet so many of the studies that have come out that have been published uh recently have seemed to debunk the idea that omega three fats are beneficial for heart disease or cancer or anything else. Right. So the population is left confused, as usual, by nutrition advice, because <laughs> we're all told that fish is healthy. That eat If you eat fish, looking at the studies on fish, you will have better health outcomes. But then there's all this contradictory information that if you eat omega-3s from pills,
1: yep. it doesn't do anything. So what's the deal? Where are we at? Okay. Well, first of all, let's just clear the air about fish. Fish is just great because it's a lot of protein per calorie. It's a lot of nutrients per calorie. And if you're eating fish for your, you know, often for dinner, you're not eating other bad stuff, right? So if you swap in fish for beef, I think generally speaking, you're going to be ahead of the game. That's just sort of my general opinion on this. You may differ from me. I,
2: you know, I would say, I would qualify that saying, in a perfect world, yes, right. But in a, uh, in a world of factory farm meat and pristine fish, a hundred percent, yep. In a world of you know regeneratively raised grass fed meat versus polluted ocean fish, I'm not so sure.
1: Right, right, okay. But th- let's keep in mind what the average American is sure. doing. Right, the average American is having feedlot meat. Yes, and if they have a choice between say like cheapish wild fish that they could pick up yes. in the market versus that sure. feedlot beef. I think they're ahead, so so there's that. Um, the omega-3 question I think has a lot to do with what people have called the threshold effect. You know, if you um, it's very true that if you go on a vegan diet, that your omega-3 levels are just gonna plummet. And I know this personally because I actually have been experimenting with a vegan diet. I'm, my body is a laboratory but for the so last, you
2: have no omega you have no omega 3s but no mercury now
1: <laughs> right exactly exactly and my my so my uh, you know i went to omega quant which is one of the tests yes. that you can just like a finger prick test and i had below 5% blood um omega 3 blood lipid levels which you know i would say you would qualify as being deficient oh, right yeah are you when, more depressed <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a whole other story um, <laughs> but when i was but when i was eating fish every day meanwhile for three meals a day, my um, omega-3 blood lipol- blood lipid levels were 11%, 12%. Yeah. You now, somebody said to me when they saw that, um, s- probably similar to those of a Sicilian fisherman, circa yeah. 1890. <laughs> so, right, exactly. You know, that's, that's, and then probably what we should have had maybe for sure. in Neolithic times. So in between vegan and fish every day, though, I think that there's a compromise, which is equivalent to about two portions of oily fish per week. And that if we do that, I think we'll probably hit that threshold effect. A couple of cans of wild sardines. A couple of cans of wild sardines, a couple of cans of wild salmon. I think we'll probably hit that threshold effect. Now, where it gets sticky with the omega-3 supplements is when they start to do some of these randomized control trials around omega-3 supplements, I think a lot of times they don't necessarily take into account who's eating fish. And who's not eating fish? And they throw the supplement on top of everything. So, like most recently, there yes. was the Vital study, which yes. came out of Brigham and Women's Hospital. So, you know, in that case, they actually did keep track of who was who was a fisher, who wasn't. But across the whole spectrum, they showed pretty much a null effect when it came to um, coronary heart disease. Right? You mm-hmm. know, from from five years of taking a gram of omega three uh, every single day for five years. So. Pretty significant null result. Um, I should qualify that by saying that when they took out strokes, they did show something something of a degree of effect on heart attacks overall. That was my reading of this yeah, study. Yeah, and there's other
2: studies that have shown benefits for people who've had a heart attack preventing second yeah. heart attacks, like the JISI study and others, but yeah.
1: Yeah, but so anyway, <sighs> when though you start looking, when they started separating out people who had a couple of portions of fish a week from those who didn't, the people who didn't did show significant effect on cardiovascular disease. And most so the it, ones who
2: didn't eat fish and took the fish oil supplements right, got better. Because
1: they crossed the threshold.
2: Right. Effect. Well, that's why I say if you, if you don't have a headache, an aspirin doesn't do anything right correct <laughs> it's correct. like it's like well if you have plenty of levels high levels of omega-3 fats in your blood you're not going to see an incremental benefit that's right that's if you right. have zero you're going to see a significant benefit that's right and i think the take home for me is check check your omega-3 levels yeah see what your ratios are yeah see you know if you have trans fat in your blood if your omega-6s are high yeah you know look at what's going on with your levels and then do something about it. Absolutely. Eat, eat anchovies, mackerel, I call it the smash fish. Wild salmon, mackerel, macro, anchovies, sardines, and herring. Yep,
1: I would throw mussels in there. Mussels, I love mussels. High in omega-3s, super cheap, by the way. Yes. And also, did you know, like, mussels have a carbon footprint lower than lentils?
0: Navigating the world of fish can be complicated. There are several important factors we need to consider to get the highest health benefits from fish, while also acting as good environmental stewards. Because larger fish are higher on the oceanic food chain, they accumulate more mercury, PCBs, and other toxins. That's why Dr. Hyman recommends what he calls smash fish, salmon, mackerel, anchovies, sardines, and herring. He always tells people that if you can fit the entire fish in your pan, it's probably a good choice. For most people, Dr. Hyman also recommends taking a high quality fish oil supplement. If you eat fish two to three times a week, you might not need a supplement. It's always best to get your levels checked with your doctor. To learn more about the most important things to think about when it comes to being a responsible fish and seafood consumer, I encourage you to listen to Dr. Hyman's full-length interview with Paul Greenberg. If you enjoyed this mini-episode of The Doctor's Pharmacy, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving us a comment below. Thank you for tuning in. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for help in your journey, seek out a qualified medical practitioner.